Coming up on the Middle Class VO Podcast. There's something at that conference at VO Atlanta for anybody at any point in their journey in voiceover, whether you are brand new and entirely aspirational, whether you are just getting your feet wet and starting to book a little bit, whether you are now starting to make what looks like a living doing this, or whether you are deep on your journey earning healthy six or even seven figures, there's something to take away from this conference, both in terms of education and content. You will learn something no matter where you are in this industry. And there's also a lot to take away from it in terms of camaraderie and, and again building that tribe of yours Welcome to the Middle Class VO Podcast. Hey, it's Kevin Kilpatrick here in Nashville. Bobby Maxwell in Cincinnati. And we have a very prestigious guest on the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, he he needs no real introduction. We'll just call him JMC. J. Michael Collins, welcome! <laughs> well, I don't know about prestigious, but, uh, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, so yeah, we were talking a little bit ago just before we got on, and you're back in Europe now? Back in Luxembourg until uh, we leave for Atlanta on the 17th. We're going to uh, be there a, a solid week ahead of time. Great. We're happy to have you on today, man. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been a big fan of your podcast for a long time. I, uh, I, I if, if if I can beat my chest a little bit, I think you guys met at a retreat, didn't you? <laughs> well, if we we got to know each other. Did you know each other before? We yes. got to know each other at the retreat better. So, better, and, and we, yes. yeah, and we Funny came how up with alcohol works that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it certainly uh, lubes the wheels or greases the wheels, as it were. <laughs> Well, this, you, you guys have done a cool thing and uh, gotten a lot of recognition for it, so I'm proud to be here. Thanks. So right off the bat, Jay Michael, as if you didn't have enough to do in your whole life, what made you and Anna decide to take on VO Atlanta? <laughs> what popped into your head? Pure avarice <laughs> and greed. No, I'm kidding. Um, we're, <laughs> I, I jokingly say in, a, in the most positive way that we're like a couple of sharks in the sense that if we stop swimming, we die. Um, and, and there's just that sense of, okay, what's next? And that's just sort of how we've always lived. Um, the, you know, I've, I talked, I've been talking to Gerald probably for four or five years of just kind of, hey, you know, if you ever decide you're done, let me be your first call. And uh, back uh, back during the pandemic, uh, when we decided we were going to do the One Voice Conference uh, live in Dallas in 2021, um, Hugh Edwards and I had a call with Gerald just to, as a courtesy to let him know what we were going to be doing. Um, and after that call, I told Hugh, I said, man, he, I, I don't think he wants to do this anymore. Um, and so then the, the conversations about acquiring it became a little bit more real. Um, at the end of the day, the biggest – biggest reason we did this is simply because of the fact that this conference is a place where I found my VO tribe. I found my community. I'd, you know, yeah. done some of the other conferences beforehand and, and met some great people. But VO Atlanta is where I really started to, to to understand just what a vibrant and thriving community this this industry is. Um, and on top of that, over the years, we've watched so many people not just do the same thing, but also come in as a new talent 
talent one year. And then five years later, they're there speaking because they're a six-figure earner and they've built this career. Um, and, and maybe they got inspired by their experience there for the first time. So, you know, we feel we feel a responsibility as people who have been deeply blessed by this industry to, you know, to try to give back when we can. And, you know, look, we're not doing this for charity. We're going to make money on this. This is this is a, a, a business. But at the end of the day, we felt like we couldn't let it die because it has given so much to so many people over the years. Um, and that was the biggest motivation. That's scab worthy. Well, don't feel awesome. bad about the, the money aspect of it because that's why we do this. We, <laughs> we do something that about we the love. Money <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't think you ever would, but we, uh, you know, but there is a lot of giving back, I know, from you. Uh, you know, I see you throw out your free coaching lessons all the time and you do all these free things to give back to the community, which is wonderful. So, so that balances out with making the cash. That's why we're here is, is to make money doing something that we love and to secure futures for our families and stuff like that. And, and that's great. It's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, what I want to find out, though, was there anything wrong with Vio Atlanta before you got your hands on it? And, and not necessarily wrong, but how are you guys going to improve Vio Atlanta for its uh, 10th year? Well, that's a good question. And look, we give a lot of credit to Gerald for building an institution within the industry, something that uh, evolved into the biggest and the longest running conference in the voiceover industry. And I always kind of jokingly call it the Super Bowl of, of voiceover in that it's, you know, it's, it's the big show, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the one everybody, if, you, if you're going to do one, um, it's always the one that, that has been top of mind for most people. Um, and so he did a great job putting that together. And it's, it's a conference that has, uh, again, really contributed to the lives and careers of a lot of talent. Now, you know, there are a lot of things a lot of people have loved about Vio Atlanta for many years. And of course, there are always inevitably going to be things that people didn't like as much. Um, some of the feedback that we got uh, last year in particular, while we were physically there after the announcement had been made that we were taking the conference over, um, one of the first things that people would just constantly talk about was uh, having to wait, you know, in a line of 30 or 40 people to get a coffee in that little, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the cafe they've got there, which is a perfectly nice for for a Hilton. It's a darn nice little little uh, little hotel mm-hmm. cafe. But they've got you know one or two people manning it most of the time, and it's not huge, so they can't really have that much more uh, staff there. Um, so it's just you know if you if you want a half calf mocha latte, triple whip with a, a shot of crab juice, it's uh, you know it's going <laughs> to take you a while to get it right. Um, so what we're doing this year is is we are putting coffee stations, tea stations, uh, water stations around the event that are free. You're not going to have to pay for it. Um, we don't expect you're going to have to wait very long to get one because uh, there are going to be multiple coffee stations. Some of the uh, some of them are being very generously supported by talent sponsors, but some of them we're doing on, on our own. Uh, and uh, we thought that that would be a nice way of, of just you know, adding a little creature comfort element to the conference. Um, one of the other uh, pieces of feedback we got a lot was from the audiobook crowd uh, who didn't love the fact that they were essentially sent to a different part of the hotel. In previous years, they'd even been sent to a different hotel altogether um, and then were charged a separate amount for their program on top of if they wanted to do the, the main event. Uh, so we took oh. that feedback and we reincorporated the the audiobook track uh, into the main conference um, and not just dropping them into their own little enclave. They're going to be spread out through all the rooms, including the Grand Salon throughout the weekend. Um, we're bringing back Spanish, uh, the Spanish program, um, and uh, there had been a little friction with that community with Vio Atlanta in the past and uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, we wanted to to make that right and welcome them back uh, and treat them with the respect that they deserve as part of our community. Uh, and we're bringing the kids program back, which uh, is something that hadn't been there for the last couple of years um, for the up and coming talent, the younger generation to have a, a chance to come in and see what this is all about. Um, and I think, you know, just, just the, uh, the customer service side, the, the creature comfort side, we're putting Anna's, Anna's been spending uh, lots of time on uh, developing these beautiful lounges that we're going to have in a couple of the common areas there that are going to, we probably have a furniture company coming in, bringing comfy couches, uh, bringing seating areas, bringing uh, charging strips or charging stations and uh, and tables where you can sit up and do work and charge your phone. Um, and they're going to have cool up lighting and uh, just generally kind of a zen vibe to them. There are going to be three of those uh, throughout the conference Ooh, it sounds area. like she sheds and man caves to me. Kind of, yeah. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see if they if they split my gender or something. But uh, but yeah, they're, so it's uh, we're, we're the announcers and the non-announcers. We'll see. Uh, but they're, um, they're, they're going to be really cool. Uh, and on top of that, one of the things I'm most proud of is that uh, one of the big complaints we've heard over the years from people is the refund policy, which basically was no refunds for a long yeah. time. Um, and so we flipped that on its head and we, and we implemented an unconditional refund policy, no questions asked until two weeks before the event. Uh, and then from March 9th on, if you uh, can't come and you want to exchange your ticket for a ticket in 2024, we'll do that at no cost. So we'll make sure you get what you pay for. Are you bringing back the um, the team challenge and the reading for an agent this year? Uh, yeah, team challenge, absolutely. Uh, we have some read for an agent sessions. Um, cool. We're going to have uh, also uh, Steve Pogach uh, from uh, Pandora uh, is going to yeah. be there doing his read fours in the evenings as well. Uh, so yeah, all the all the like I said, kind of all the things you loved about Vio Atlanta. We just actually today, uh, and I can't announce who they are just yet because one of them still hasn't been informed. But we've just determined who our Unicorn Award nominees are, uh, mm-hmm. and so that's coming back. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all the things you loved about the conference. It's, it's going to feel familiar, and then hopefully you're also going to go, oh, and that's cool. That didn't used to be here. Yeah. Great. Very cool. I got to tease that we've got a cold read challenge coming up with JMC, so <gasps> oh, no. make sure you hang around for that coming up. We've had legends do the cold read challenge. Joe well, Cipriano, now you got, Dave now you got Benoit. Me, so I'm going to follow you. I mean, I can't, I can't compare to the legends. <laughs> No, 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 no. You're right up there, man. You're right up there. So so that's going to be a lot of fun. And again, I've set you up for success. Bobby and I have, hopefully, and uh, that's coming up in just a few minutes. It's Portuguese animation, isn't it? <laughs> How do you know? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, going back to the, you said something a second ago about the announcement and after the announcement, I don't know if you recall GMC, but uh, Bobby and I were going around, we're doing interviews last year at the end of uh, the VO Atlanta, the, the, the last night going around talking to everybody, getting their thoughts on the final VO Atlanta. Yes, there it is. He recalls. I I wasn't entirely forthcoming with you, was I? No, you were. were. You were fifth coming. You were, you were third, fifth, nowhere, nowhere, but fourth, anywhere but fourth. So, so I got a nice quote from JMC and he's like yeah Gerald's done a great job and we really loved it and you know uh, oh it's you know blah 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 and then after I stopped recording he goes hey grab me tomorrow for another quote and I'm like (laughs) okay well that one's fine Nothing wrong with that one. That was good. And then we went up and recorded the uh, live house party version of the Middle Class VO podcast. And I didn't think anything of it. And and then, and then, Mr. <laughs> uh, a, a friend of ours, is uh, he dropped a little hint about the possible change of ownership. Was when it he goes, Lobster. It was Parkin. It, uh, yeah, it, well. was, it was, I'm sure, the worst kept secret at that conference. 
Yeah, and we we didn't know though. It's like I'm going around looking like an asshole, asking all these people, "What do you think about the final conference?" And <laughs> oh, he did tell you to come back for the next quote. Yeah, he did. But, but um, boy, Saturday uh, or Sunday morning after Saturday night's uh, shenanigans, it was just kind of rough, and I Especially was not. Especially if parking uh, was involved. Right. Oh my right. gosh, we had a uh, yeah, we had a, a great version of the podcast live house party style, and uh, hopefully going to be able to do that again. And 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 with all that said, so we're coming up, and and now it's changed hands and everything, and you have had a groundswell of support for this event. The numbers are, I don't know if they're doubled, but tell me about that. How how do you feel about all the support you're getting? Well, we're we're incredibly grateful for it. Uh, you know, we we try to do right by the community as much as humanly possible, um, and it's humbling to see people receiving it uh, this well. I'm also just so proud of Anna, who stepped into her role as CEO. Uh, and I mean, this wouldn't be possible without her. She's putting together um, every element of the the real logistics of the conference. I'm handling the the content and uh, you know the schedule, but. I always joke that I, you know, the retreats are kind of the same thing. You guys know that. Um, I, I get to be the mayor and just kind of smile and wave, but she's the one running around doing all the actual heavy lifting, uh, you know, and it's not much different here. We put together a heck of a team. Uh, Jessica Matheson is Anna's assistant. Kayla Jackson, my assistant. Uh, Lynn Norris has been instrumental in helping things come together and a number of other people, Bridget Real, a number of other people as well. Um, and uh, it's just been been very rewarding to watch the reception that it's received um, and I uh, you know I, I hope we do it justice and I I take our responsibility uh, as stewards of this conference because I you know look to me this conference it, it may be legally ours but it belongs to the industry it's something that means a lot to many many people and we take the responsibility of stewardship for that very seriously. Well, Kevin and I are very proud to be a sponsor uh, of the swag bag. And when we heard how many, we we're like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of putting yeah, together the swag bag. We're, we're, <laughs> we're very we're very happy to have you as a sponsor. And, yeah, and those numbers, I, I just over the past few days, we've been looking at the, the uh, tickets coming in like, oh, wow. Um, the, the, I'll put it to you this way. The discussions with the hotel right now are where do we source extra chairs if we need to? Really? Yeah. Wow. Give it a ba-ba-ba. Can I can I go to a different subject and ask you? I mean, we've always said the VO community is just the tops. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's so close and supportive of each other. Something and this is my I think sixth or seventh VO Atlanta, and I, I remember back to my very first one where I literally was a fly in the wall, and I, I just. I, I didn't talk to anybody because I'm an introvert, and I was looking at all the groups of people and the you know the the presenters together and the attendees together and just kind of going, I don't fit in this. I don't fit in this. How can you and Anna make it better for newbies, and how can you also make the presenters become more um, approachable to the attendees? 
Well, I, I think that we can do our best to just try not to create barriers between the attendees and the presenters and then whoever the experts may be at a conference like this. I think a lot of that, honestly, is down to the personalities of the individual presenters um, and to mm -hmm. some degree the attendees as well. Uh, you know, you have people who um, may have had a very successful voiceover career and a lot of very important things to say and a lot of very valuable information to give, but they may not be as hands-on and as people person-y as some others are. And then you've got others who are like me who are basically golden retrievers um, and will we'll <laughs> lick you if you don't get, you know, if you get too close. Um, but that costs extra. Well, that's why, and you know, and then you have to register, you're on a list, it's a whole thing, it's not fun. But uh, in any <laughs> case, uh, <laughs> so I, I mean, I don't know what, that there's a lot that we can do about, um, it's it's a pretty accessible format, I think. You know, there, there are not a lot of presenters at these things who I think are pushing people away or saying, don't come talk to me. Um, right. But personalities are what they are. Uh, I think it's the responsibility to some degree of the attendees to judge, you know, who it is that they feel is approachable. Um, and uh, if they get a vibe from somebody that they're not, well, okay, then trust that vibe. Maybe that's not the person that you're going to have that interaction with. But I think you're going to find that 80% or so of the people who present at these kinds of conferences um, are very eager to talk to you. Or, you know, we're, we're all, we love what we do. We're enthusiastic about this business. And, you know, I always find it funny when I, I, I have to tell them, oh, God, you know, that's, that's Mary Lynn Wisner. Oh, my God. You know, that's, that's this big agent. That's Jeffrey Umberger. That's, you know, whoever it might be. These are some of the most fun people on the face of the earth. And, you know, as long as you come to them from a place of uh, just wanting to chat and have a genuine relationship and get to know them and not come off as needy or desperate or, or you know, after them for something, which is probably the quickest way to turn off somebody in a position of power in the business, uh, yeah. you know, it, then, then you'd be surprised how quickly they become friends with somebody who might be a brand new talent. And, you know, it's, it, I, I've watched over the years, some of the talent who I've seen come to these kinds of conferences and develop big league careers, part of it's because they have befriended people who are already down the road of the path that they want to go on, um, and they wind up getting access simply through friendship. That's life. That's normal, right? So don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid. I, I understand everybody's not an extrovert. Everybody's not a golden retriever. I get that. Um, but find your comfort zone and remember that, you know, no matter how high of a profile somebody might have in this business, most of us, we're just regular people, and we just want to shoot the shit with you like everybody else. Great to hear. Thanks. Absolutely. And, and some people, like Bobby said, they're a little bashful. They're a little shy about approaching people at conferences. And then there are the people that are totally reserved about even going. And then you take it to another level where you have people on social media throwing shade, throwing hate, <laughs> putting out discussions about why do we as voice talent and actors feel it's necessary to attend these exotic uh, conferences well. at exotic locations. And then you have this big discussion. How do you feel uh, about the haters and those that throw shade, James? Well, about what you do. I think the biggest lesson to take away is that steroids have consequences. Um, I know. But, uh, I know. <laughs> you know, I mean. Oh, there's the nail on the head, so. Lyle Alzado proved that many years ago. Um, but, uh, now, look, you know, they're always going to be haters. Uh, haters are typically a sign that you're doing something right. Um, yep. You know, gender, if uh, people are entitled to their opinions, um, 
reasonable opinions should be respected. Uh, social events, conferences, retreats, you know, vacations, whatever that are voiceover oriented, they aren't for everybody. Um, not everybody's going to be able to afford them. Um, not everybody is going to see the value in them. That's understandable. People are entitled to their own opinions. Um, what I don't have respect for is people who throw shade because they think it's a technique to get eyeballs on their brand. Um, and they think it's a way to increase their position uh, and, you know, and their revenue, frankly, which is really quite cynical. Um, of course, you know, at the end of the day. And hypocritical. And hypocritical. But at the at the end of the day, karma's a son of a bitch. And, uh, and you know, um, <laughs> I'm a big believer that uh, you reap what you sow, um, and uh, I'll let the chips, you know, land where they will. I love it. Hey, if 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 not for the Euro retreat, I don't know if I've ever would have ever gone to Switzerland. So I'm all about these things. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think look, it's it's important that. Um, it's important that we don't, uh, you know, just to, just to be a little bit more real, it's important that we don't put up barriers and try to, you know, uh, divide the industry into classes of people. There, You know, it's, it's, it's not right for people to feel marginalized or to feel like they can't be a part of the community. I've been, you know, I'm, I don't work on Fiverr. I'm not a big fan of, of platforms that I find to be pretty exploitative, but I'm not going to judge people who do. Um, I think that, uh, you know, everybody who's in this industry, wherever you are in this industry, you deserve respect as long as you treat others with respect and that there shouldn't be uh, any looking down of the nose at anyone because they do this job or that job. Unless, you know, you're do if you're doing national TV spots for 20 bucks, f- you. But other than that, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, there, 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 there shouldn't be any, you know, any of that classism in this business. Um, but I also think that there has become an unfortunate growth in people who are stirring that pot for their own, you know, less than honorable purposes. Um, so, you know, don't don't fall for the pitchforks and uh, and torches brigade, um, you know, when there's really not any meat on the bone. Most of the people in this business are working really, really hard to help lift each other up. Um, you know, I watch my wife uh, grind herself to the bone while doing the majority of the heavy lifting raising a child. Um, and then I fully admit she does the majority of the heavy lifting with that. Uh, and <laughs> And, uh, you know, I watch other people in this business, people like Karen Guilfrey and uh, and Jamie Muffet and Hugh Edwards and, uh, you know, Val Kelly and people who are just spending, pouring out their hearts and souls into this industry to try to, to make it better. And I, look, here's the thing. If anybody wants to see our books on VO Atlanta, the Euro retreats, I'm sure Karin would say the same thing about vocation. I'm sure Val would tell you the same thing about Mavo. Um, I'm sure Rudy and Joan would probably tell you the same thing about Sovas, okay? None of us are getting rich off this stuff. Uh, None of us are frankly getting paid what we should for the amount of time we put into this stuff. Um, are we get, making profits? Yeah, damn right we are. And like we said at the top, that's part of part of business, right? But at the end of the day, if I were a smart businessman, I wouldn't be running this friggin' conference. I'd be doing more voiceover work. I'd be focusing all of my time on that. Um, we do care about people in this business, and uh, it is sad when people shit on that. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so in a few minutes, we're going to have uh, the cold read challenge with J. Michael, and it's going to be a good one, I think. Uh, back to voiceover Atlanta, there's going to be, I'm sure, a lot of people with their pillow forts in their rooms. <laughs> I have a question that I've been wanting to ask you for a long time. Have you ever recorded a project or an audition on a plane? 
No. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I think I tried once. Um, I'm I'm actually fairly confident I did try to set up a rig once on a British Airways flight, and the, nah, just just too much noise floor, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that all the tricks and the bells and whistles where you can take noise out. I, yeah, I just wondered. Has I, he jet, ever jet done an audition? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I've I've had some flights where I've had a fair amount of gin, so it's possible I've forgotten, but uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Talking with J. Michael Collins, of course, about VO Atlanta, and we are going to get to that cold read challenge just in here in a second. One final question for me. Who should attend VO Atlanta, and who doesn't necessarily need to worry about it? A penny for your thoughts. Look, um, there's something at that conference at VO Atlanta for anybody at any point in their journey in voiceover, whether you are brand new and entirely aspirational, whether you are just getting your feet wet and starting to book a little bit, whether you are now starting to make what looks like a living doing this, or whether you are deep on your journey earning healthy six or even seven figures, there's something to take away from this conference, both in terms of education and content. You will learn something no matter where you are in this industry. And there's also a lot to take away from it in terms of camaraderie and, and again, building that tribe of yours. Um, my biggest thing about these conferences, and I, I, I have to be consistent, um, so I've said this for many years before I was involved in producing or owning these things, and I'm going to keep saying it now uh, in this position, is that while you will get a lot out of the actual content and while hearing from all the casting directors and agents and managers and whatever else is great, most people who go to these conferences, the real return on investment is more likely to come from the people that you meet who become part of your circle, who you sit down and break bread with, who you become close friends with, because we hire each other all the time. Right, Bobby? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, it's a lot, and a lot of people don't want to hear this, but you know, the truth is, look, people know I hire voice talent from time to time, so I get 500 business cards every time I go to a conference, okay? Um, the casting directors, managers, the agents, same thing. Guess what? We leave them all in the room when we go home. <laughs> okay, um, and and I, I'm just going to be straight with you. I promise you, 90% of the people who are casting professionals are not taking those business cards home. They're going to take it out of your hand. They're going to look at it respectfully. They're going to thank you for giving it to them, and it's going to stay at that Hilton. Okay, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, unless you are in the room with them, doing a read for them, and you just happen to be one of those lucky people that they go, "Oh wow, you're really good." Let me put your phone number in my contacts. Right. Um, if you're not that person, chances are you have a better chance of ultimately getting jobs from the friends you make at these things than from the power brokers. Absolutely. Hey, real quick, um, are the X sessions still available for anybody who's listening right now? Some, a couple weeks some ago? are, some aren't. Um, you can buy the X sessions right up till uh, till game time if they're uh, if they're still available. We have quite a few that have sold out, like Vince Labica. I think Tom Pinto is all sold out. Um, Mary Lynn may be all sold out at this point, um, but there are many that still have seats available. So uh, feel free to check out the website, and if you uh, see capacity in the shopping cart, uh, you know you can get one. What is that? VOAtlanta.me? VOAtlanta.me.me. That's right. Yep. Very good. All right. Well, we've teased it enough. We are ready now for the cold read challenge. JMC, here are your instructions, please. Pop open that email that I sent you just a little while ago. All right. And take a peek. And what you do is just start reading from the top and read the specs, the direction, and then dive into the voiceover, please. We'll see in the out loud. Now. Everything's out, out loud. loud. Out loud, please. Out loud. Cold Read Challenge. 
All right. Uh, let's see. The direction, male voice actor, 40s. It's a corporate branding video for luxury airlines. I wish there were more of those. Uh, our voice actor is sophisticated, worldly, polished, perhaps has a formal British or transatlantic accent, Muffy. Um, the VO is leisurely <laughs> paced. Uh, okay. Um, here we go. While other airlines are compromising amenities, we are elevating them. Compromise no more. Welcome to Hillbilly Air. From the moment you board our double-wide aircraft, you'll be surrounded by the comforts of home. Sink into our sumptuous resin-molded polyurethane seating, complete with ashtray built right into the armrest for your smoking pleasure. Oh, but our non-smokers need not worry about secondhand smoke. We can crack a window. While looking outside the window, you'll notice our lightweight and efficient rust-colored wings achieved through a proprietary moisture oxidation process. Refreshments, you say? With Hillbilly Air's complimentary beverage program, Drinking the Kool-Aid, literally means drinking the Kool-Aid. Try our delicious black cherry flavor, or for a slight upgrade fee, you can indulge in tropical punch. Simply ask your Hillbilly Air concierge, Billy Bo Bob or Betty Lou Sue for details. All passengers delight in our complimentary crawdads, and for a nominal upcharge, we can cook them for you. Don't forget to suck the heads. Also, our first-class passengers will enjoy a rousing game of bingo hosted by a living cast member of Hee Haw. I think there's some left. From our luxury vinyl flooring to our aluminum foil window coverings, you will absolutely delight in all our amenities. Hillbilly Air, opulence in the sky. I can't believe you did not have one single mess up. No, I can't believe it. I've heard you read before. That's awesome. awesome. Good stuff, man. That was fun. Do you want to join the VIP program? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I have, en- not sure I have enough crawdad points. <laughs> right. Oh, oh my man. goodness. JMC, thanks for being on. J. Michael Collins, voice actor, voice acting coach, producer, and conference CEO, along with his yeah. wife. She's the CEO. Anna. She's the CEO. I've got to oh, clarify you're... that every time. She's the CEO. I get beaten if I don't clarify that. She's the CEO. <laughs> don't hurt, please don't hurt me. <laughs> Oh, well, again, voatlanta.me for information on that. And if anybody wants uh, information on J. Michael Collins, where can they find you? Uh, jmcvoiceover.com or jmcdemos.com. Thanks so much. That was hilarious. (laughs) Way to bring it home. (laughs) Thanks for having me on, guys. Enjoyed it, man. Thanks so much. See you in Atlanta. (laughs) See you. Oh, well, the Middle Class VO Podcast. Middle Class.